Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 153. Wild card weekend behind us. Looking forward to the divisional round. We are going to take a look at each of those games in our second segment. Well, I got two segments today. We got this opening segment, which we're going to cover a lot of stuff. And then we'll take a look at the playoffs. And a reminder coming soon to this podcast and our YouTube channel, I'm going to sync up with Tom Quartz and Paul Wallia. We're going to take a long look at the Rams 2022 season, and we will also be taking a long look forward. What do the Rams need to do to get back on track for a playoff spot and another Super Bowl run? That's going to be a lot of fun. It's always fun with Tom and Paul on board. Good times with those guys. We will be recording that probably this weekend and sharing it with you all soon thereafter. And also a reminder, please check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. Been posting a lot of YouTube shorts, mock drafts, and my fearsome four questions. And I'll be doing that more and more, especially with the Rams not playing any games, obviously. Got a lot of stuff to cover, and I'll be sharing that on podcasts and on YouTube videos and occasionally on Instagram as well. How about the Chargers? I thought Brandon Staley might have been done, but no, they found some other scapegoats, Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator, and Shane Day, the quarterback's coach, both are relieved of their duties. I'm surprised that Brandon Staley made the final cut, but I talked to some Charger fans and they reminded me that Charger owner is not the type of guy that's going to eat a contract and hire a new coach. Not going to happen with Brandon Staley, so he sticks around. And I still like Staley, Maybe he doesn't have what it takes to be a head coach. He's got at least one more year to figure it out with the Chargers. And the Rams have their own coaching carousel. Jeez, I went through their entire coaching roster, and I'm going to break these guys into three groups. The guys that appear to be coming back because I haven't heard otherwise. It's obviously Sean McVay, Chris Beak, one of the linebacker coaches, Thad Bogardis, an outside linebacker coach. Nick Jones, Zach Cromer, and Jake Peets, all offensive assistants, and Zach Robinson, the quarterback's coach, and passing game coordinator, and Eric Yarber, the wide receiver coach. And gone, we all know about Liam Cohen, the offensive coordinator, going back to Kentucky. And then we just found out Joe DeCamillis, the special teams coach, relieved of his duties. Kevin Carberry, the offensive line coach, and Jonathan Cooley, the defensive backs coach, relieved of their duties. And Skyler Jones, the defensive line coach, and Lance Schulter, a defensive assistant. Neither of them will be coming back either. And then there's the guys I put in the maybe category because I believe they've all had interest from other teams. Remember, Sean McVay gave everybody permission to seek other employment, even lateral moves, which usually require the team's approval. Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator, and Thomas Brown, the tight ends coach, both getting some interest. Eric Henderson, 
the defensive line coach, and Greg Olson, the special offensive assistant, could be on the move as well, but could be coming back. And we've heard Mike LaFleur is joining the Rams staff, but it's not been confirmed that he is going to be the offensive coordinator. I think a lot of people are assuming that or deducing that, as I like to say, but is he or is he going to take one of those other jobs? Is he just going to be an offensive assistant of some sort? So we still have a bunch of candidates. Could be Lafleur. It could be Greg Olson. He could come back and take over those duties. Zach Robinson or Thomas Brown. Either of those guys could get promoted. Frank Reich still hanging out there. Not sure if he's a good fit. Cliff Kingsbury off from running to Thailand. But I think people are overselling this one-way ticket thing. Hey, maybe he's not sure if he wants to spend two weeks or three weeks. I'm sure he can afford to stay as long as he wants and buy a return ticket whenever he wants. A guy I really liked, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions. He's informed Detroit that he's coming back, so he is off the table for the Rams. And there's probably a slew of other guys that Sean McVay might be considering. I shared another set of Fearsome Four questions last week. I'm going to do it again right now. This is all about the wide receivers. My Fearsome Four questions, I have the questions, and I have the answers. Number one, will the Rams draft a wide receiver? No, they will not, although don't give up hope on OBJ. I think it's doubtful, but I don't think the Rams draft a wide receiver. Question number two, will Brandon Powell be back? I don't think he will. I'd love to have him back. I think he's a very reliable punt returner, but he wants to be a wide receiver. And when everybody comes back healthy, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Ben Skaronic, Brandon Powell will not be getting snaps on the offense, especially with Tutu Atwell developing. So number one, the Rams have bigger fish to fry than trying to figure out how to sign Brandon Powell. And number two, I think Brandon Powell wants a chance to be a wide receiver someplace. Question number three, who will be the Rams' top three wide receivers next year? I'm pretty much settled on Cup, Jefferson, and Robinson in that order. They all come back healthy, and they all have solid years. Well, now what about Tutu Atwell? He'll definitely be a bigger part of this offense, but I don't think enough to break into that top three, Cup, Jefferson, and Robinson in that order. Question number four, how many receptions will Lance McCutcheon have next year? Well, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it'll be less than 10. It could very well be zero. I'm not going to give you an exact number, but it's going to be single digits, folks. Those are my fearsome four questions. And it's not the best time of year to do a who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed segment where I take the pulse of fan bases around the country Some of them are just too obvious, but let's take a look at the playoff teams that were eliminated last week. Two fan bases just have to be extremely pissed. The Chargers blowing a 27-0 lead. They have a great offense, a great young quarterback. They added so much talent on defense. They go on the road, and they get up 27-0, and they fall flat on their face, and they're done again. And that whole fiasco with Mike Williams does not help. Having him hurt in the second half of a meaningless Week 18 game and unavailable for that playoff game, unexcusable. 
And I have to say, I'm not making assumptions about the Charger fan base. I was texting a few after that game, and trust me, they were pissed. And I'm not one to rub it in. I go easy on fans that lose heartbreaking games like that. But didn't take much prodding. They were universally pissed. And the Minnesota Vikings, they looked so good early in the year. Or did they really? Was it a mirage and it's starting to look like it was? Kirk Cousins can't get it done. Justin Jefferson shut out in the fourth quarter. They lose at home to a team that most Vikings fans will tell you a team they should have beat. Chargers Vikings fan bases are pissed and who's perplexed? The Dolphins and the Buccaneers both have to be pretty perplexed. And they're perplexed because where do they go from here? You know, two pretty good rosters but two quarterbacks that you don't know if the, if they can come back and play at that level. Tom Brady, he should have sailed off into the sunset a year or two ago, in my opinion. What does he do now? Is he really going to come back and expect to take this Buccaneer team back to the Super Bowl? Because anything short of that is a waste of Tom Brady's time, right? But Buccaneer fans have to be thinking, well, if not Tom Brady, who... And the Dolphins have the same issue with Tua. I think he'll come back and play, but have to have some real long-term concerns about his health. And again, if not Tua, who? And the one team that was eliminated that's probably pretty pumped, even though they got eliminated, is the Seattle Seahawks fan base. They came into this year with such low expectations. The over-under win total for the Seahawks was five and a half. They sneak into the playoffs, probably didn't deserve it, but they did sneak into the playoffs and they go on the road and play the Niners tough for one half and they get blown out. But if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm still pretty pumped about the future. Geno Smith looks like he's a real NFL quarterback and they have all those draft picks that they picked up from the Broncos. Seahawks are in a really good spot right now. And I'll just touch on the Ram fan base real quickly. I have to say, as a Ram fan, I'm kind of pumped right now. It's annoying to hear people talking about the Rams needing a rebuild, which is a totally incorrect take, but that's okay. We'll let them sleep on our Los Angeles Rams. I'm pretty pumped about our prospects next year. Sean McVay is coming back, and along with an overhaul of the coaching staff, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, all these guys coming back. Cam Akers looking great at the end of the year. Bobby Wagner having an incredible season. There were so many things that went wrong in 2022. We just have to remember how much talent is still on this roster and think about the promising signs we saw from this team as they struggled through this 2022 season. I think there's enough to be optimistic about and Given all of that, I'm pretty pumped about the Rams' 2023 prospects. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. For this divisional round, 
about this parlay? Take the under on Saquon Barkley's rushing yardage and take the under on the total points. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Wild card weekend behind us. Let's take a look at the divisional round. Things are starting to get real interesting. Saturday, the Jags at the Chiefs. It's going to be in the 30s, snow and rain. The Chiefs lead the series 8-6. They've won six straight. Chiefs beat them at home back in November 27-17. Chiefs favored by 8.5. Sounds about right. Key stat, the Chiefs are the top passing team in the league by yards per game. The Jags passing defense is the fifth worst. Key player for the Jags, and I'm going to be going through key players for each of these teams, but I'm going to avoid naming quarterbacks, as difficult as that is. All these quarterbacks in every one of these games is going to be crucial, especially in that 49er Cowboy game. But let's try to identify a key player other than the quarterbacks, and for the Jags, I'm going to say Christian Kirk. Isn't he a Chiefs type of receiver? Got paid big money. Has had a decent year, but he needs to step up. This needs to be a showcase game for Christian Kirk if the Jags are going to win. Key player for the Chiefs, Chris Jones. 15 and a half sacks on the year. And this guy just has a way of showing up in big games. And I think he will again. And so what's my prediction? Well, you got the Chiefs coming off a bye. They're at home. They're clearly the better team. Got to roll with the Chiefs. 30 to 17 is my final score. Giants at the Eagles. It'll be in the 30s. No precipitation, though. Talk about two teams that have played each other a few times. The Eagles lead this series 91 wins, 87 losses, and two ties. Crazy. The Eagles have won three straight, including both games this year. One just a few weeks ago, 22 to 16, and that was without Jalen Hurts. Key stat, two of the top rushing attacks in the game, both of them at about 147 yards per game, and that's because both quarterbacks really contribute in the running game. And yes, Daniel Jones has really evolved into part of that running attack for the Giants. Key player for the Giants, it's got to be Saquon Barkley. The Eagles held him to 28 yards rushing on nine carries the last time they played. He's got to do better than that if the Giants are going to have a chance. Key player for the Eagles, how about A.J. Brown? The last six games, 665 yards receiving. Two of those games were against the Giants. A.J. Brown could really be the difference in a game like this. Two divisional rivals that know each other so well. The odds, Eagles by 7.5. That might be a little bit high. The Giants, the surprise team of the year. I didn't give them credit. I am now. But do I think they have a chance at winning? Well, yeah, they have a chance. But the Eagles, a week to rest. That's going to be the difference in this game. 
I'm taking the Eagles 31-17. to On Sunday, the Bengals at the Bills, a rematch of that no-contest game. It's going to be in the 30s with snow likely in Buffalo. The Bills lead the series 17 wins, 15 losses. They sort of kind of played in Week 18. That was a no-contest. Prior to that, they hadn't played each other since September of 2019. The Bills won that one at home 21-19. The Bengals' O-line has to be a concern, suddenly down possibly three starting offensive linemen. This game could come down to who is more special, Joe or Josh. I'll take Joe on most afternoons. Maybe not this one, though. Key stat, three of the last five games, Joe Mixon held to under 30 yards rushing. And with that offensive line banged up, may not be a good day for Joe. Key player for the Bengals, Well, with that offensive line banged up, they're going to need Hayden Hurst to step up, help out that offensive line blocking and be Joe Burrow's security blanket if protections break down. Hayden Hurst, not really a key guy in this offense. I mean, you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. This is a really good offense. Maybe Hayden Hurst can do something special to make up for that banged up offensive line. Key player for the Bills. Matt Milano had two sacks last week. He's really important in defending the run, keeping Joe Mixon in check. He's also great at getting to the quarterback. And with that offensive line banged up, will the Bills send Matt Milano after Joe Burrow more than you would expect? Look out for Matt Milano in this game. Bills by five, and I'm taking it in a tight game, possibly the game of the weekend. I would normally take the Bengals, but with those offensive line issues, I'm going to take the Bills 24-23. to My pick a few weeks ago was a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl, and I may regret flipping here, but I'm taking the Bills in this one. Cowboys at the 49ers, two marquee NFL franchises in the 50s in Santa Clara. Dallas leads this series 19 wins, 18 losses, and a tie. The 49ers eliminated the Cowboys in Dallas in that crazy game last year where Dak ran for the first down, but the clock ran out on him. 49ers escaped with a 23-17 win, went on to beat Green Bay, and then lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I had to mention that. The Cowboys had won three straight in the series prior to that playoff game last year. Two really good defenses. 49ers, superb against the run. The Cowboys better against the pass. Very similar statistically on offense, passing and rushing wise. Can the 49ers multi-pronged attack overcome a really dynamite Cowboy defense led by Micah Parsons? Can the Cowboys do anything to fluster Brock Purdy? Maybe force him into a couple of critical mistakes. Cowboys have had a really easy schedule, the easiest schedule in the league, and then and then easily knocked off the Seahawks, who probably didn't even belong in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how well Brock Purdy holds up if this game is tight into the fourth quarter. Key stat, over the last 12 games, the Cowboys have three losses, two of them in overtime, one a fairly meaningless Week 18 game. And over that same time, the 49ers have one loss, They've actually won 11 in a row. Their last loss, October 23rd to the Chiefs. 
key player for the Cowboys. Got to be Micah Parsons, although I'm a little concerned about the kicker. Who wouldn't be? And a key player for the 49ers. Their pass defense, their secondary is perhaps their weak link if they have one. Javarius Ward has had a great year. He's going to have to step up and have a really good game. Hold C.D. Lamb and T.Y. Hilton in check. Both of those guys have really stepped up. T.Y. Hilton could be a very key player in this game as well. If the Cowboy receivers get the best of Ward a couple of times, that could be the difference. 49ers favored by four. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys 27-26. to I have never rooted for the Cowboys as much as I will be this weekend. Hopefully they can pull it off. And my special assistant noticed some similarities between this year's Cowboys and last year's Rams. And I found a couple as well. One, both last year's Rams and this year's Cowboys finished 12-5. Two, they both had two divisional opponents in the playoffs along with them. The Rams and the Cardinals and 49ers were all in the playoffs last year. This year, the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants. Number three, they both played Tampa Bay in the regular season. Number four, both knocked Tampa Bay out of the playoffs in Tampa Bay. Five, both had a 24-point lead over the Bucks in the third quarter in that playoff game. Number six, Tom Brady had a 72.2 rating in both games. Number seven, both played San Francisco the following week. And eight, well, we're hoping eight matches up. The Rams ended the 49ers season and maybe the Cowboys will do the same. So those are my picks. Feel very comfortable about the Chiefs and the Eagles winning But those two Sunday games are going to be dynamite. I wanted to roll with the Bengals, but I'm going to go with the Bills. And although I think the 49ers might be the better team, I'm calling a Cowboy upset late Sunday afternoon. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Bonsai by Vans in Japan. And Crimson Fly by Hamahama. Hama.